Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I don't do this program by myself. Nope, I uh, I tend to help out when I can. My name is Mike Peewaworski. I am your co-host from the East Coast. That's the co-host with the most from the coast with the most. Here on The Rundown, bring you 2A news, conservative views, and Greg... It's Taco Tuesday. It is Taco Tuesday. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the street. Tacos, all you can eat. Lettuce and shells. Yum, yum, yummity, yum. Yummity, yum. yum. Ah, gotta love, love Taco Tuesday. Gotta love a good song. Good, like, gotta love a good theme song. Gotta love a good theme song. So today I had uh, I had the uh, the daughter with me, right? Uh, she's on summer vacation. She was doing uh, trying to get her little summer job set up. And uh, she got to go with me past my favorite taco truck in all of uh, Central Florida. And I said, do you want a taco? And she's a taco fan. She said, yeah, but just one. So I went in and I was like, I know she's going to want two. So I got four, two, you know, and it comes in one plate, two for her, two for me. Uh, my next stop was two minutes away. Right. So I figured I'd let her eat her tacos and I'd have mine when I get back out. I go inside, I come back out and she goes, by the way, you need more tacos. They're all gone. <laughs> so we had to go back to the taco stand <laughs> to get my lunch. <laughs> Just to get you some tacos, huh? Yep. 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 <laughs> well, but, but well, I also so do, I, like I've it. got one of those, uh, you, you know the cup holder where you put change in in your in your in your car? Yeah. Yeah, mine's full of salsa now too, so I got to get it. <laughs> That's okay. You're introducing a whole new generation to a a blessing of of America because really it, it, the the taco <laughs> has become, in my opinion, more American than Mexican at this point. Well, listen, there's Mexican tacos, and then there's that Taco Bell crap, you know. Right. So, <laughs> I think we're introducing to America to, to Mexican tacos, you know, but the only bad part is it's at these, you know, sketch ass taco trucks. That's the problem. Exactly. So. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. It's like, okay, do I want like, you know, indoor plumbing or do, yeah, yeah. Or do I want good tacos? <laughs> Salmonella, maybe get shot, but, you know, they're good tacos. So they're good tacos. It's worth the risk. It is. That's it. Yeah. Sketch Gotta live that. life dangerously, go. Mike. There's Gotta live life dangerously. There's the new there's the new slogan right there. Sketch tacos. Sketch tacos. Look, but see that actually it's not a put down on the tacos. It's actually like I'm willing to put my life at risk for this taco. It's like pretty much every other meal in Afghanistan, but that's a different story. <laughs> we used to travel from camp to camp just so we didn't have to eat our crap anymore. So actually. <laughs> Hey, folks, hey, however you're watching or listening, do us a favor. Please remember, like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe. Let your folks know they can watch us on YouTube. They can watch us on Facebook. They can watch us on OpsLens or on Spotify. Or you can listen wherever you get your your podcasts, whether it be uh, iHeartRadio, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, or once again, Spotify. You can listen and watch and enjoy. And in, by the way, participate in the conversation. Now, to participate in the conversation, you kind of got to be watching this live. And by the way, that's... Uh, 
2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. It's 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. You can join in the conversation, and we will look forward to having you join us. But remember, tell your friends. You, you say 2 p.m. You know Pacific, like, like that matters to people because, uh, listen, Craig, I know this. East Coast time is the only is the only time that really matters, right? And 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 here you could just say it's at three o'clock, right? You could say, mm-hmm. well, what time is it? It's at three, or it's at four o'clock. It's at five o'clock. Everybody knows it's exactly what time. But when you say Pacific time, you you have to say two p.m. Pacific because people know you really mean East Coast, but you want them to do math. So, well, no, I just I just know that uh, there are many of us who are behind enemy lines. Great. We need to know the approximate time. We need to know the the exact time that it's going to be happening. See where the war is being fought. Uh, we kind of need to know because we need to get our, our marching orders. So, well, yeah, but it's kind of like the war in the Ukraine. It's it's so old we don't even care anymore. It's just you know, <laughs> it's just. Uh, I feel like those, sometimes, sometimes I do feel like those Ukrainian soldiers have spent have spent over the last few weeks where they're just like draining liberal bombs yeah. on us, and we're just we're sitting in the trenches just waiting for yeah. our shot, and eventually eventually they're going to run out of ammo. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just we'll just keep sending you money because we're not we like you, but we don't like you like you. We're not sending people. You know? <laughs> um. Except when it comes to conservative politics, California is actually the ones sending money to the rest of the country. California is where all the pol- all the big time politicians come to raise money. Uh, which, well, sure, because you know they they know their money doesn't have a chance there, so. They want to. They want to. The Republican politics, anyway. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh-oh. So I actually now this is interesting because this actually leads us into our first story of the day. Um, there is a chance, and I say a chance because you know talking anything conservative in major cities in California is a pretty big deal. Uh, but right now, NBC News is actually uh, doing ran a story, and it, it's kind of interesting. But they're talking about a rebuke of the a rebuke of the left in major cities like Los Angeles and San Francisco, and they're talking about how there's an ex Republican billionaire because obviously we're going to run for mayor of, of Los Angeles. You can't necessarily run as a Republican, or at least people don't think that you can. Uh, but basically, they're they're talking about how it, it, right now in Los Angeles they are they are close to. Uh, getting enough signatures to oust their uh, Marxist uh, uh, district attorney, how they may elect a former Republican billionaire to be mayor. Uh, And in San Francisco, where on the ballot, their people are going to have the opportunity to remove from office their Marxist district attorney, uh, Chesa Bodine. Now, the thing that they're pointing to, Mike, as the number one reason uh, why uh, Republicans, or at least why Democrats are, or at least the far left, are going to may fall victim to losing their elections, uh, largely has to do with crime. Now, Mike, I know it's been a long time since you've been to California, um, but Los Angeles and San Francisco. I mean, they, they've been. I mean, San Francisco's been a a poop hole for a, a crap hole for quite a, for a long time. Yep. But it's been metaphorically mostly. Over the last, I would say, decade, almost a decade, it's literally reverted into an actual, forgive my French, shithole. Yeah, well, I mean, you got the poop and the needles on the street, right? That's, right, that's, right. that's something we all know, you know? Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, Craig, I saw this story and was like, ooh, I, I, you know, is this, is, this, uh, is this real? You know, is this, is, this, is this actually a chance or is this, is this a pipe dream? Is this, uh, 
you know, one of them stories where it's the tail, tail wagging the dog and you hope it catches on. Uh, you know, is this is this true? You know, because when we looked at the uh, the election there or the recall election with Gavin Newsom, that that went nowhere. You know, the rest of the rest of the country heard about, oh, the great red wave is going to hit California. And then it was by, you know, what, 20 percent margin. He he kept his uh, kept his job. So I, I was very curious whether this is uh, something real or is this uh, is this just a bunch of bunk? Well, I, first of all, I think it's important to keep your keep things in perspective. Number one, when you talk about first thing to realize is right now, California is looking at record low turnout. Now, mind you, they mailed ballots out to everybody. So everybody got their ballots yeah. in the mail. But right now yeah. they're looking at record low turnout because no one's sending their ballots back in. Because guess what? Uh, they're not excited about the Democrat. The Democrats are not excited about the Democrats on the ballot. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they're definitely not going to vote. In many cases, they're not going to vote for the Republican on the ballot unless they don't know the person is a Republican. Right. But you've got in this case, you've got, for example, a mayor in San Francisco, in, uh, in L.A., a guy running for mayor in L.A. who's a former Republican, but he's not a Republican now. You've got a person running sure. for uh, attorney general who's probably one of the leading candidates, Anne-Marie Schubert, uh, who's run, who is the district attorney here in Sacramento, who was a registered Republican, who is no longer a registered Republican. But the big thing here right now is, crime. And the one thing that Democrats know and they'll never want to admit is that they just, they, they, they've come, they don't trust Democrats on crime. And when they did finally trust yeah, them lie. on crime, you got what you got. Yeah. Lies, lies, lies. We can't help the crime, although we did just get rid of uh, bail requirements and uh, right. we, we dropped this all to misdemeanors instead of felonies, but we can't do anything on crime. Yeah, they just lie. It's just well, it's, it's it, crazy. at this point, people recognize. Look, they're the one. It's all their policies. Everything yeah. that's out there is their policies, and they're seeing yeah. it fail them. And the the funny part is, is that they're using their own words. And what may wind up happening, like I said, is is that Democrats may just simply not show up, which means that Republicans uh, and Independents, who in California tend to lean two to one towards Republican, uh, right. they're going to be more likely to show up and. The difference between, I think, this election and the recall was, unfortunately, in the recall, and, and as much as I like Larry Elder, Larry Elder didn't have a message that resonated with all voters. And, and not only that, the media wasn't helping him tell that story. Whereas what you're having now is, is you have some Republican statewide candidates who have a better story, or at least yeah. local, who are, who are resonating a little bit more. Uh, I, don't know that this, I don't know that this wave is going to continue into the fall general election, Right. But I do think voters in the primary are going to send a message uh, uh, to Democrats. Well, this will be good to see. This will be good to see. Your, I mean, your primary is uh, is today, correct? Yes, our so primary we should, uh, is we today. Should know this, we should know this by uh, well, about midnight, right? Well, no, you never know now with everybody, with all the mail-in ballots being, you know, oh, being yeah. so prevalent, you never know. Yeah. Um, but I think in many in many cases you'll know unless it's like really really close, and right. and from all the the poll indicators, uh, like guys like Chester Bodine, he's out. He's he, there's no way he's Wait. going to he's going to have an say, opportunity to win. He, see, keep in mind that Jeff a lot Bodine? of the voters, a lot of people who voted to elect him, a lot of them have left, uh, and the the demographics of San Francisco is kind of changing because it's hard to not be a multi millionaire living living in San Francisco. Right, yeah. Yeah. Did you say Jethro Bodine? Did, what did you say? Chessa Bodine. Chess. Oh, I thought you said Jethro Bodine. I was like, <laughs> I thought he lived in Beverly Hills. So <laughs> Jethro Bodine. <laughs> yeah. 
Pi R square. Pi R not square. Pi R round. <laughs> anyway, I'm hoping that we see more of this. Like I said, I was on a show yeah. last week where you had, I mean, you had a person who was literally, I think though it was it was a, a for Beach City Radio, which is a black owned radio station down in Southern California. And mm. it was funny because they expected I was I was the pro gun guy, and they expected the other person to be to be the anti gun person. And she was like, she wasn't necessarily pro gun, but she was like. Lock those criminals up. (laughs) She was pro law and order. Yeah. (laughs) She was definitely pro law. She was definitely pro law and order. And you know, even she recognized a lifelong Democrat recognized that, that uh, they've jumped the shark on this whole smart on crime thing and it's not working. And the people who are being victimized are the very people they claim uh, that they want to help, which by the way is exactly how most liberal policies work, isn't it? They institute policies that wind up hurting the very people they say they want to protect. Yep. That's exactly right. Funny how that works. (laughs) All right, moving right along. Uh, Speaking of hurting those that they claim to protect, uh, the liberals, the left, are are always talking about how they love the children, right? They want to take our guns away so that uh, they can protect the children. Well, we all know that that is actually not the case. They're not actually interested in the children because one only need look at who they support when it comes to education and education reform. Every single significant education reform that has been put in place has been opposed by the teachers union. Uh, And every single issue that we have has largely been related to or come from the teachers union. In fact, Bloomberg, who is a a major Democrat anti-gun donor, has actually said, look, hey, look, he's warning America's public school system is failing. And by the way, he would be right. On broad, I'm not saying that every school and every school district is failing, uh, but many, many are. And a lot of that comes down to the teachers' unions. Now, Mike, I I always feel like we have to to clarify in that uh, putting it at the feet of the teachers' union is not necessarily blaming the individual teacher. Uh, many teachers are very, very, I mean, they're, they're excellent teachers and they're doing what they can in the system that they can. The problem with their union uh, is, with their unions, is that number one, many of them are controlled by uh, urban, inner city, uh, big time left wing, left wing unions. Uh, so you have many smaller rural school districts where, you know, the, the, the impact of the teachers union on that local district may be positive, but broader in bigger states. Uh, it's actually more negative. The other thing is, is that you got a lot of conservative teachers, uh, a lot of conservatives are Republicans who are teachers. Uh, the problem is, it's kind of like the same issue we deal with at the when, when it comes to the Second Amendment. There are a lot of people who are uh, gun, either gun store owners or people who are FFLs or people who, who are shooters or gun, gunsmiths who don't necessarily get engaged in politics. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad gunsmith or that they're a bad FFL. It just means that they aren't as engaged as they need to be when it comes to the policies that affect their industry. Right. Yeah. We say we say a lot of, you know, just because you're in the gun business doesn't make you a Second Amendment advocate. Um, it's a it's it's a it's a business. That's what it is. Um, Craig, in, in the in the union, and I've been a member of a union before. Um, what what uh, what percentage would you say in these teacher unions that, uh, you, you know, those that are the vocal sp- you know, speak for the rest, you know, what's the real number there? Yeah. I mean, because oh, we it's see probably the, about the... 10%. Okay. As, right. as with any organization, it's usually about 10% uh, of people are, are in an organization are the most vocal and active. 
And that, by the right. way, that 10% tends to be the left of the left. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah. And, and, and I said, I know we got, so that's in your California union, teacher union out there. That means the other 90% are either, you know, content with what's going on or on the opposite side and still content with what's going on because the union, you know, duh, keeps them from having to work a thousand hours a week, you know, and with no shoes or whatever, you know, it's a, you know, it, that, well, that's, I'm sorry. That's what unions used to do. Not what they do anymore. Well, and I, you know, it's a lot of people are like, well, politics is, oh man, that, politics is of the devil and only evil people are involved in politics. And it's like, that's because you choose not to get involved. I right. said, the problem is, is that you have ceded your authority to someone who is wholly opposed to everything that you stand for. And you're allowing right. them to represent you by your silence. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So even if you're in the union, fill out your surveys, let them know what your choices are. Don't just ignore it. Or run for office. How about that? How about run for office in your local union? yeah yeah i guess you could if you don't mind beating your head against the wall and that you know that's that's the way to make you know to to make your policy known though and make your side known well i uh, i can tell you for I'm example my wife is actually the president of a vice president of or of her local csca union which is the classified workers uh which are the classified workers in the school they're called csca um and once again, most of the leadership there is now is basically center to center, right? Even amongst our teachers, we have a very good relationship where they have significant members of their leadership who are center right. Um, what, by people who care being involved, you focus on the core things that a school district or the union is supposed to be talking about and not in a bunch of this other political stuff. So being involved does make a difference. Yes, it does. It just does. So you got to get involved. You, you can't. What is it? You, like you can't sit back and complain if you're not doing something about it, right? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, you whether it's whether it's uh, school choice, which they have fought against, whether it is uh, testing and accountability, you know, allowing teachers to receive, for example, bonuses when they do well, right? And I'm not talking about they're like, oh well, well the people only get the best kids. They're gonna they're gonna keep getting the bonuses. No. If you, if yeah. you can actually, for example, reward a teacher, so like you, you test a student at the beginning of the year, you test them at the end of the year, and then you can receive, a teacher should receive a bonus based on how many students progress and how far they progress during the year that they're teaching, right? That, that's the way the rest of us get bonuses, right? There's, there's got to be a method. You know, you know, but at, at that point, Craig, here's, here's, here's the counter argument, right? Um, uh, you know, you know, you want me, you want my raise to depend on what uh, what somebody else does. You know, so say you're the teacher that gets in there and hammers away on math all year long, and then the kids resent you and they they do bad at the test at the end of the year because they don't care. Uh, you know, it's just I, I I agree. I think it's a great point. Uh, it's a great way to measure. Um, but you're putting the uh, you're putting the variables in there of personalities now. So, yeah, I don't know, but but it's better than anything we got. So I'll go with it. I'll go with it until we well, come up with something you know, better. Part, part of being a teacher is being able it's a, is being able to work with other people, even if those other people are little people. Um, yes. And we have found year over year, we found it with the some of the teachers we have that some of them year over year, no matter what the group of kids they're working with, they do well in terms of helping the, helping those kids progress or improve or develop knowledge over the year. That means they're doing something right. And that's what, the, once again, separate set of kids every year. Why should yeah, a no, teacher again, not be again, rewarded I'm, for that? I'm, 
I'm there. I listen until yeah. unless we come up with something better. You, you know, I've said this to you before. It sounds like it works and it works for me. I uh, then I'm for it. Um, I, I know in Florida they got rid of the you know, the, the 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 testing per grades for 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 uh, not for you know to get the, the student a grade, but to get the school or the teachers a grade. Uh, they got rid of that because it ended up being the whole focus was teaching the student the test rather than teaching them the material. Right. Well, and we don't do what I like about the way we do it is a lot of our standardized testing is about measuring their growth. And honestly, right. we don't pay as much attention to the statewide testing as we do to the 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 district wide testing that we do. And we do it largely right. so that it's more about the individual students. So the goal is yeah. I now with the testing can identify, okay, this student is strong in these areas, needs some help in these areas. So then when I do my, my specific work with each student, I know the areas that I need to focus on in order to get that student where they need to go. That's what it's supposed to be about. Not yeah. about, you know, once again, grading the school or anything like that. Right. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, because yeah. from year to year, especially in districts that are moderate to that are low income, they tend to be what's called transient districts, which means, you know, half your students are are with you that are with you this year, may or a third or significant number, we'll say, may not be with you yeah. next year. So it makes it very difficult to track them in terms of where they're at and what their success is and whether or not you're being effective. Uh, right. We specifically pull out numbers for students who have been with us year over year so that we can tell in general, how are we doing as a district? Right. 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 But yeah, no, but like most it. of the, but those are the sorts of things that are, that, that many teachers unions fight against, you know, unfortunately, but I think you need right. that sort yeah. of accountability uh, so that we can, and even if the accountability is just on us, the district, so that we can know what we need to be changing in order to be more effective. I like it. I like it. Again, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a solid measuring tool. Let's go forward until somebody comes along with something better. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Bob. Yes, sir. Bob. All right. Moving right along. Uh, okay. So you guys remember the McCluskey's, uh, they were the folks who there in Missouri, uh, when uh, the black lives matter protesters, uh, broke into their community, uh, were walking through their neighborhood and were threatening them. They actually, uh, stood out on their front porch with their firearms uh, and made it very clear, yeah, no, you're not going to destroy our property, yada, yada, yada. They basically exercised their fundamental right to keep and bear arms. Now, we may all have issues with their with their firearms handling <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, 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 prowess, but nonetheless, uh, so basically they were brought up on some serious, serious charges, right? Uh, yes. It was it was, in fact, a malicious prosecution. And as a result, uh, they wound up accepting uh, pleas, which amounted to a slap on the wrist and uh, surrendering of the firearm. Uh, but as a result of that, both of them being attorneys, they were actually reprimanded by their state bar. And uh, and in essence, uh, since then, they have been pardoned by the governor there of Missouri uh, and now they are trying to get the sanctions from the bar overturned. And the Supreme Court has decided that they are not going to review the sanctions against against uh, uh, Mr. McCluskey there. Uh, and basically, so he will not be getting his uh, ability to practice law back before uh, whatever the suspension time is that they had that they had given, whatever the sanctions are. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on this story? Yeah, and Craig, the, 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 remember 
we got to make sure we got the order of things right here. We've got, uh, like you, like you said, um, they got charged with this with this horrible crime there in uh, in St. Louis. Um, they they pled out to these tiny little misdemeanors, which were, I, I mean, just just you know the the, the lowest of misdemeanors with a uh, a small fine. Uh, they both went that way because it was really just uh, one of those. Okay, it's in the best interest. All right, uh, we can we can we can plead to these, not have to spend three years in court over some stupid felony, and just be done with this. Uh, they it really came down to you know money, right? Is what it came down to. They they said they did the whole the balance of how much is this going to cost, and how much time is this going to take, and they decided to go for the misdemeanor. Well. We know that the prosecutor there, like you said, it was malicious prosecution. She ended up losing her job over it as well. Um, so, so she's out. Uh, but the governor said, "Okay, this is malicious. This was a malicious prosecution. I'm going to pardon them." So the two of them were pardoned. Well, Craig, there's still a lot of Democrats in the state of Missouri. So, and including the Democrat uh, state supreme court. Uh, so they they recommended it. Uh, the the bar association recommended they go up for review. And they, they agreed, just like you said, uh, we're going to suspend their law license for a year. Uh, it went to the state Supreme Court, state Supreme Court, holy Democrat, and they said, we uphold their finding. So the McCloskey said, screw this, we're going to the, the federal Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, and the U.S. Supreme Court refused to hear it. Now, Craig, if, when you read into this the rest of the way, because remember, it's a CNN story. So you got to go in there and read what they told you, and then you got to go find what they didn't tell you. Uh, because remember, CNN is is always misleading and trying to bias you one way. What we know is that the Mulkowski's got the one-year ban, but the ban is on a suspended sentence pending if they complete a one-year probation or not. So they could continue to practice law as long as they don't violate their probation within this first year. If they violate their probation, again, it's probation from the bar association it's not probation from the court so as long as they don't violate anything else during this year nothing bad is going to occur to them so that, i believe that's why the supreme court said we don't need to hear this as you know it's already resolved as long as uh you know you you as long as you continue to be good everything's okay uh right. you know so there was there's nothing that the, there's nothing that the supreme court could do to remedy this situation by the time, yeah, right. By the time they actually tried to remedy it, it would probably the suspension would probably be done and overturned, and so it really didn't make any sense for them to hear the right. case. But you're right. What all this really is, it's a political hit piece against the guy running for Senate, in Missouri. Yep. Yeah. So CNN, <laughs> That's again, what it CNN tries to. to make it sound like the like like the, this is something bad that happened to him, when it's the opposite. The right. Supreme Court said there's no harm. There's there's been right. harm to them. You know. So, well, and, and yeah, with that, I, I would just say this. This is what happens. Folks, just understand this. Be very, very, very careful when you decide that you're going to plead out on something because oftentimes they are not going to tell you what the, what the following, con what the consequences of pleading out to some of these things are. Um, in many cases in laws, for example, in California, there are no, like, for example, if you get convicted or you plead to a prohibiting misdemeanor, when I say prohibiting, I mean it's a misdemeanor that will cause you to either permanently yeah. or temporarily lose your right to keep and bear arms in the state of California. The court is not obligated, if it's a misdemeanor, to tell you that exactly what you wind up losing. And so you may not find out until afterwards, until after you've given up your rights. And in this particular yeah. case, 
um, when they pled, they had no idea that they would probably then be disciplined by the state bar. Um, and so, you know, hey, that, that's what happens when you plead out. So always be careful when you even when you try, even when you admit to something that you did not do, understand that you then oftentimes will be held accountable to take the full weight of whatever you pled to. Yeah, that's that's exactly what's going on here. You know, that's exactly what's going on. And now, uh, now we get to move forward. You know, Craig, they even said in this article that uh, uh, McCloskey running for Senate, not the front runner. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait. And, and you go back and you look at the stats, and you're like, they 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 don't have a problem lying to you about anything to try and get you to believe what they want you to believe. Well, because, exactly. By the way, folks, if they say he's not the front runner, they're hoping that well. If he's not going to win, I'm not going to waste my time and go vote for him. That's the result they're hoping for. Exactly. That's, you know, it's funny. Now you have in California, you have in a number of races, you have the Democrat candidate actually running ads in support of the most conservative candidate trying to trying to say, okay, well, we don't want the 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 establishment or the 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 moderate Republican to win yeah. because we believe we can beat the conservative. Yes. Uh, but then they're actually in the, the attorney general's race. They're actually spending money running ads in support of the conservative candidate. And I'm like, you, you try, I'm like thinking myself to the Democrats. You don't want this guy to win because if he does, people are going to vote for him. If he's the nominee, he is going to make your guy look like an idiot. Yep. Like a poopy face. Yep. Yep. Yes, exactly just right. like the poopy yep, face. Yep. And, you yep. can tell who the moderate candidates are because most of them are the they're most they make up most of the candidates endorsed by the California Republican Party, uh, you know go. the the Democrat wing of the Republican Party in California. Yeah, let's make sure we're not talking about the California Republican Assembly. That's different. no, the California yeah. Republican Assembly is the Republican wing of yep. the Republican Party in California. Yep. and it's sad that you have to point that out, but uh, yeah, there is a there is a dem well, they're more the Democrat light wing of the Republican yeah. Party. Yeah. And that would be the California Republican Party, the official yeah. party, which, by the way, is why so many Republicans or conservatives have left the Republican Party in California. Exactly. Just saying. Exactly. All right, let's move on Greg, to our next are, topic, uh, Mike. Are, and I want you to introduce these. What well, hold are we on, talking hold on. about when we talk about Major League Baseball boycotts? So so let me ask you this. We're sitting right here on the clock at the at the, uh, the appointed time and place. We want to push this one for tomorrow or we want to we want to trudge through and do it. Let's trudge through and do it, man. I, 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 I want go. to talk about both of these. Bonus stories. time, baby. Bonus time. Here you go, folks. A little bit extra minutes for you. Uh, Major League Baseball. You guys know I'm a ball fan. Love the love the baseball, right? And uh, and I've said to you and Craig and I have had this uh, conversation on here before. The difference between Major League Baseball uh, and, and hockey and some of the other sports is is the wokeness in it. You know, uh, hockey said no. Baseball baseball one day said yes, and then took backlash uh, from ownership. That uh, that kind of got them to set back on their heels. Um, well, here we go again. We've got the commissioner's office deciding the policy for Major League Baseball rather than the owners of the teams and the players on the teams. So the commissioner's office came down with, well, it's June, so we're going to support the LGBT uh, you know community here throughout the month of June. And they they all they they went out and got all these uh, designs made up for LGBT logos and put the rainbow into everything. And members of the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, you know, American League East baseball team, uh, said, uh, um, you know, uh, we're not we're not wearing it. And the members, it was five of them, and they said, uh, we're not we're not wearing uh, your your logos. Um, but if it's my jersey, I want my regular logo on there, and it's just a white. Uh, it would be a white and yellow sunburst 
for the ray uh and uh, same thing for the hat we don't want the uh i don't want the rainbow flag uh in the back of my uh, uh the back of my hat there in, in the shadowing of my hat so uh, and when asked about it and they had, they, they, they got together, they had one spokesperson from their, from their little group. And they said, um, you know, basically uh, not, not to quote to Austin powers, but it's, you know, it's, it's not my bag, baby. You know, it's not my thing. Uh, if you want to, you want to celebrate amongst yourselves and do that with your own community and do that. These guys had no issue with that. They're not anti, cause that's how the story is going to be told. Right, Greg. They're not anti LGBT. They are pro themselves and pro their own beliefs. And they don't want somebody else's beliefs on their clothing. Well, and that you just, I think you just hit the nail right on the head is, is that they are allowed to, in freedom of speech, they are allowed to express, they, they cannot be forced to communicate a message that is contrary to their religious beliefs. And that's really what it comes down to is they're like, look, I, I no, I don't support that because that's not what I believe. Uh, and I will not be forced into actually supporting it. Anyway, yeah, and some of these guys, it sounded like they were just, you know, uh, you know, there was a bit of a difference. It wasn't that, again, there was no anti-LGBT. It's just they're not pro. And if well, I'm not pro, and, and, and I'm that's not wearing the it. problem is it's like, look, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, it doesn't mean that you're against it. You have, everyone has a right to live their life, but you have a yeah. right to not, to not be forced to celebrate yeah. and honor something that you're opposed to. You shouldn't, no yes. one should be forced to do that. That's, that's called forced speech. Right. Yeah. yeah. And no. Yeah. So, so anyway, the whole, the whole league has been designated by the commissioner that they have to pick one day to do this at, at a home game. Uh, right. And I think because of this, because of these five players here, now you're going to see other teams and other ownership uh, that are doing, that are going to say, uh, okay, I'm easing back. I'm not doing right. this. We're not doing this either whole teams, because when they tried to do the, the BLM thing and the ba- major league baseball supported BLM, right. Uh, we saw, we saw the commissioner colluded with eight teams right. uh, and left the other 22 out of it. And when right. they tried to force it upon the other two 22 teams, those owners went nuts. And I think you're going to see that again now, now that right. you've seen some players stand up. And again, there's nobody out there that we're talking about. That's anti it's right. just, it's freedom of choice. Right. It's free. You know, it's, it's, it's the freedom of choice. You know, it's, it, right. I'm not, I'm not going to put, you're not going to change my beliefs. If you as the team want to have this belief, put it up on the stands, right. you know, put it, put it on a billboard, you know, put right. it on a poster, uh, but, but not on the players themselves. All you right. know, you can, you, you let's can't get on to the, the let's get on to the other boycott. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. This one's pretty good. Uh, manager out in, uh, uh, in, in, with the, with the San Francisco giants, Gabe Kapler. And that's not the guy from welcome back Cotter, by the way, uh, Gabe Kapler. Um, he, uh, he decided he was not going to, uh, come outside or, or 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 do take any part in the uh, the, the pledge of not the pledge of allegiance the national anthem. Uh, well, they played recently uh, the uh, Chicago White Sox, who's uh, Tony Larusa, and if you know Tony Larusa, this guy's old school. Okay, this guy's uh this guy's uh, you know swinging a bat all day long. He's that kind of old school guy. Uh, and when he found out that the other manager was not going to be supporting the national anthem, he made an issue out of it. You know, he said, you know, this is. This is our this is our nation. This is our country. This is what we're supporting. If you've got problems with it, you take up it, take it up whenever you want to take it up outside. Now these are two managers going against each other. Gabe Kapler said, "I don't agree that America is in the right place where they say we are in the last line of the national anthem." And Gabe, and, and Tony Larusa called him out and said, "Well, maybe you shouldn't be here at all. Maybe maybe you and your team should all sit down 
uh, and it was it was pretty pretty uh, pretty little heated conversation. Uh, but uh, I believe uh, Larusa came out on top, and uh, I, I, you know, I think Kapler. The only reason he won't take a hit on this is it's San Francisco. Well, I'm surprised they still play the national anthem at San Francisco, uh, at San Francisco Giants games. Period. And anything San Francisco, I'm, I'm I think they're going to change it to lift every voice and sing, or the yeah. right. <laughs> you know yeah. the black yeah. national anthem. Um, yeah. You know, in this case, you have two guys who are expressing their opinion, but ultimately. Here's the thing, folks. If you decide that you're going to protest during, and this is what I, I got an argument with someone about Colin Kaepernick and all that over the weekend. Not so much. I was explaining my position. I said, number one, I get, I watch politics. I watch sports as an escape. And when you decide you want to protest during, right. uh, during an event that I am paying for and you want to put it in my face, uh, then yeah, then that bothers me because now you're I'm paying for you to protest in my face. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the reason why I've stopped watching the NBA. Um, you know, I, what I like at least about my Cowboys is my Dallas Cowboys don't do that. Uh, I can't say that's the same for all of the NFL or most of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones, no, I'm not going to yeah. pay yeah. for you to protest in my face. Yeah. Yeah, you know, listen. I, I mean, would they do this in a movie, right? If you had a, a movie about something, and you're trying to be, uh, you know, get your point across. Would you stop and wave the banner during the middle of the movie? Uh, just doesn't that doesn't that take you away from the uh, uh, the 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 commitment to the movie itself that you're supposed exactly. to be in? Exactly. So. Exactly. All right. With that, let's go ahead. Let's get into our parting shots, and we got a few of them. Uh, some of this kind of goes with some of the discussion today. Uh, obviously. We try to be very, very careful about, uh, uh, what do you call it, about, about gendering people, uh, which, by the way, <laughs> oh. goes into this particular meme. Yeah. All right. For those of you who are just, uh, who are listening, it's, a, it's basically, it's a guy kneeling next to a woman, a uh, person who is down, that looks, appears to be a woman, and says, is anyone a doctor? Then there's a, uh, what appears to be a woman. Holding a holding a coffee. Well, it's a woman holding a coffee thing. A thing of coffee, saying, "I'm a doctor. What is happening? Heart attack. I'm a doctor in gender studies. She's going to die. She? Question mark. She. <laughs> she. <laughs> right. She. By the way, just an FYI. Just because you have a PhD does not make you an MD. Don't 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 equate yourself. Don't try to equate yourself. Sorry, but no. Um, okay, here's another one. And I've seen this actually happen a few times. Uh, they have these non-binary shirts are available in two types. You have non-binary pride flag shirt in women's and non-binary flag shirt in men's. Great job. Great freaking job. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. <laughs> For those of you who do not get it, if it's yeah. non-binary, why do you need a men's and a women's t-shirt? Non-binary. Right? Job. You want to say one has broader shoulders, one with a tinier waist, whatever it is. But yeah, you don't need men's or women's. And then finally, why gun control? Because armed people will not willingly load themselves into railroad boxcars. Ain't that the truth ultimately that's why people want to disarm us because well you know they can't control an armed citizenry that's right and exactly uh, right listen you, you, you we're not going to go into the history of it you know the history of it folks just don't let it happen yes let's, sir let's, yes let's, sir 
All right. How about a quick shout out to our sponsor, sir? All right, let's uh, let's go with uh, Gorilla Machining there, because I know you yelled at me yesterday for saying manufacturing. Gorilla Machining, uh, uh, the Grid Defense, uh, the California Republican Assembly, and our good friends at uscombatgear.com. Folks, once again, phenomenal groups, all links in the description of the video. Go there, check them out, spend some money with them. Uh, all worthy causes to make sure you tell them that the folks over at The Rundown sent you. And with that, we're going to call it a day, and we'll be back tomorrow on Hope Day. Oh, no.